Heather Mann. I, I always mess up names, so she's going to introduce herself and kind of give a little background. Oh, am I? I have no idea what we're talking about, Brandon, but wow. You should have a bit of a bio for me, so I'd rather you do that. So let me see what kind of understanding you've got. Oh, of you. So I've been like, I was blown away by this Fortune Academy website, or like, I was like, I was trying to figure this out first. So I'm. Okay, right. See how much you know. Yeah. See, this is always the hard part. Um, so I saw that you were into cryptocurrencies. I read like a little bit of your bio from property to um, like kind of like a whole kind of switch and everything and then just like kind of a little bit of your story watch like one or two youtube videos um i think i watched the one with um i don't know but i saw that you interviewed the guy from i i, I don't remember his name i just remember him being very uh alex jones like you know really really powerful um i think he's like one of the i saw his video how to be a millionaire one time i think uh i forget his name david yeah yeah, yeah. So I saw that and I was like, oh, this is interesting. So that's kind of like why I want to have you on because, you know. Come on, but you need to have your research ready. If you're going to have me on, um, I need to know you've done your research. So you should have a bio on me and make sure you know what you're talking about. So otherwise, this is not me doing all the hard work. Come on. <laughs> See, this is why I always, I always have a problem with like research, research a person. I think the more organic kind of thing is like, you know, because like, I don't know what I'm going to get half the time. Like, I, if I spend a thousand hours just looking at you, then I'll think one thing rather than thinking another. So, like, I like making my opinions based on what I see. I don't know. That's just me. It's always been, like, a weird quirk of yeah. You should know something about the person you're about to talk to. So, you know, I appreciate that. Otherwise, it's disrespecting their time. <laughs> That's my opinion. So, um, just tell me what you actually know and what you wanted to speak about because that's cool if you mm -hmm. want to do I've done podcasts before but usually people know what I'm about and they know why they want to interview me so you need to know why otherwise mm -hmm. it's worth the time well the f the one thing I want to do is cryptocurrency so I see you're one of the very few people that is, is kind of a proponent of this like I haven't seen this with anybody else where they're so what wanting you to teach and learn huh what do you want to learn about cryptocurrency I'm not going to teach you cryptocurrency for free. We've got a course for it if you wish to get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not asking about cryptocurrency. I've been in cryptocurrency for a while, but I'm just interested in, like, what does this course cover? Like, what – like, I saw that you have a, a – you just did a, a some type of a event at in the UK, um, a wealth-building wealth event. Like, what are these things that you're trying to do? Like, uh, what is the whole purpose of this? Like, I, I'm just – like, it, it just looks – insane to me like what what you're doing it's like uh you know you're kind of uh educating other people and giving people like an avenue to do besides like you know traditional education yeah of course that's uh, that's exactly what i do so i've been through tra traditional education and coming to my events i want people to be able to get out of that horrible thinking because i actually started my career in investment by going to an event uh, particularly initially it was a property event and networking and then I learned from mentors how to be successful in property and then it went into financial trading and now cryptocurrency and equities so it's pretty cool so anything I do I kind of I want to teach other people to do it because they become my assets and then we can joint venture into bigger things so that's the model and it's it's very much a win-win for both plus everything's a lifetime education model so they don't just come in for one session they can come in over and over until they've really nailed it mm -hmm. and do you see like a, a future for icos and like what, what what is it specifically in cryptocurrencies that kind of has you like really excited or looking at it very hard well it's it's not i'm not super like you know it's cryptocurrency is just something that is taking over but you've got to be cautious I and mean, most people are idiots when they come to cryptocurrency and so i my job is to find the best mentor in crypto which who taught me, and um, and I just make sure he can teach. I don't teach crypto, just to make it clear. It's actually him that teaches it, and he's taught me. So I understand it because I've bought some coins. But it's um, it's going to get regulated. It's a bubble. It's going to crash. It's going to. I don't think anyone is a good trader if they just do crypto. But if you've done financial trading before or equities, uh, then you're more likely to make 
rational, better decisions when it comes to crypto. But if you just jump into crypto for the first time and think you know what you're doing, you more than likely don't. Mm-hmm. And what? And of course, there's the traditional finance and learning like stuff in school. What do you think is like the major issue with that? You know, why would someone go to learning? Did you? Hmm. What did you just say? I didn't get any finance and learning at school. Oh, no. I mean, like uh, the kind of like traditional business degrees and other things like that. Yeah, they're actually, I have no, I've only been exposed to a few people in that industry and um, they become like theoretical, analytical people and they just, they think they, I'm not saying too much because I, I may be proven wrong, but I don't know anyone who's super, super wealthy and has had a financial degree. Mm-hmm. They seem to be just two different sides. They they might go into like a job and become some sort of actuarial scientist or I don't know something else, which is very useful. I'm not saying it's not good, but um, I don't know what they teach. What I mean, if I knew, then I could comment more. But you don't need a financial degree, is a fact, to be successful in a financial trading element at all. If anything, it, it hinders you probably to some extent. You might learn that dynamics of the market more but it doesn't mean that you're going to be better at taking a trade or better with your trading psychology you know it's it's not something if anyone finds that like a put off for them to go into financial trading i think they should definitely rethink that they don't need to be financial financially educated before they go into uh, any of these avenues and that's what something like fortune academy is designed to do it gives them an avenue whereby they can come from any background and learn it, which is why I really love doing that. So, yeah. Mm. And what's like kind of like the criteria? What do you look at in a person? Is it is it just case by case basis or is it like you do a group interview, you do group, like what what is it that you I mean, look I for? When I look for students, yeah? Yes. Like say someone probably wants to become a student, uh, you know, is looking at this, uh, you know, as an alternative or something to like financial freedom or whatever. And nice, nice question. I actually do this. This is actually what the events for. So that's exactly why I do the events because I, people always want to learn how to make money. Let's face it. Um, however, their their mindset is a little amateur in time. At times, they they want to get rich quick. They want to be a bit of a gambler here and there. They don't realize how amateur they are until they come to my event, and then I really break it down to them. I'm very transparent about what works in the industry and what doesn't. And if they want to come to my event, we probably do six hours of education first. Mm. And then I give them the opportunity to say, right, now if you guys want to do it, put yourself on on stage and let's now talk. And then there's a few. And and then I ask them, why do you want to do it? And I actually want to look for a very strong reason why. And more importantly, if they've gone through failure, I want I analyze them as an individual and see that have they got the the, the internal sort of um, mechanics to work in this industry. Are they going to get knocked down and then give up straight away, or are they going to come back fighting, etc.? You know, so I, I don't like people who haven't failed in any kind of form. Um, I don't, you know, for example, like let's say you wanted to come on board, mm. uh, I would ask you, well, Brandon, why do you want to come on board? So what would you say? Let's say, I'm assuming you want to do something with your life. Mm-hmm. So, I, well, why would, uh, like, like first, I would just want to go to, like, learning what it is. That's pretty much, like, how I do it. And then, you know, my reason would be, I want, I want, you know, a lot of people want to be financially successful. They want to do something that they love. They want, like, there's all these <laughs> kind of indicators. I'll stop you there. I'd say that's shit. So right now, you're not giving me a reason what about you. Don't tell me what other people want. What do you want? Why would you want it? Oh, probably most likely it's financial freedom or learning something new, a new skill that uh, not most. No, not good enough for me. Mm-hmm. So that's no something you wouldn't look for, like. I don't. I don't find you. If mm. you came saying and told me that you wouldn't convince me, you'd have to give me a reason why. I don't like working with people, I'll be honest. I don't like working with students unless they're focused. Well, and if you ask me why, it's because most people, mm-hmm. the education industry has got such a bad reputation, i.e. they think that, oh, these people just need to sell the courses to make money. But that's not the way it works in Fortune Academy because, for one, I have many other businesses. But one, one thing I do get pissed off is 
a weak-minded student, i.e. they're bad for my brand. And so they're the, they're the kind of people that will then say, yeah, this shit doesn't work because, oh, I did the course, but it doesn't work. It didn't work. I didn't make money, you know, and that's because you were shit to start with. So I don't allow people to come on my course unless they've got the fire in them. So you have to show me you've got fire. You saying, oh, I want to be financially free. Well, fuck that. Everyone can be saying that, you know, you, anyone wants to be financially free. Tell me something that can make you stand out. Why are you not going to break down? Mm, uh, What's something tough that you've done? Tell me something. Why you have to sound convincing? You don't. You've got to sell yourself to me. Oh, it's like I see. This is a problem I have because I don't think most people are like verbally, like they don't know what they want. I I don't think this is like those kind of people don't come on my course. Mm, so what what would so you what, what, what is the answer you would look for? I always like what is. No, it's not- no specific answer. I'm looking mm. for someone with fire in them that really wants to succeed. If they have no idea what they fucking want, then they're in the wrong room. That, that kind of person is called a time waste. That's, that's, that's an interesting perspective, I think. So That's how people are wandering just, around, just floating about and just doing nothing with their life. Like, you know, get a fucking bit of direction. Figure out what you want and go out and get it. I hate people. I've got like this, untoler- I've got a major issue. I cannot tolerate people who don't know what they want. If you don't know what they want, then don't waste my time. Mm-hmm. And I'll, that's what I, this is why I don't allow them to come on my course unless they, they, in the morning we go through like mindset and I show them everything and I try and stir them in a way that makes them start thinking. And then that will make them understand, yeah, this is why I want to, you know, I make people travel far to come to my events. I purposely do not go close to their hometowns. I can do it in various cities in the UK, but I prefer not to because I want them to fucking get out of their comfort zone. Come and fly over. People fly over from France to come to my event. I don't give a shit. I'm not coming to you. You come to me. And if they then, then they're out of their comfort zone, I know you want to do something with your life because there'll be some lazy person saying, oh, can you come to my town which is two hours drive from london i'm like no fuck you come over to this place or you're not good enough and those kind of people are the ones who are not going to do anything because they want to stay in the comfort zone mm-hmm. so i test from the from the entry from the moment they enter my event they're out of their comfort zone and how do you build that kind of mindset i mean a lot of people don't have that type of mindset well you have to get knocked down in life a lot mm-hmm. so that's which is people have you been through some sort of you know, difficult period in your life. And if you haven't, if you've had a nice, easy life, like sitting at home, just, you know, plodding through life, then you're not fucking right for me. Oh, that's so, that's so interesting because a lot of people don't, like what you're saying is like very uh, provocative, you know? Like it's like something that... I, <laughs> I know. I, I, like, 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 like it feels hot. It feels like, 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 I, like I know a lot of people are feeling like kind of like discouraged right now. So like to me, it's like, oh my gosh. No, I want them. I like people. What inspires me is people doing stuff and mm-hmm. really getting out their zone and like, you know what, I'm, I'm giving it my all. But what I hate to see is people staying in their comfort zone. I want people to say, yeah, fuck it. I'm going to go out there and do this. And if I fall flat on my face, I'm going to pick myself up and carry on. That's what I love. I don't like people just thinking in their little box that they're comfortable in and just staying in that box all their life. Like, you know, Fuck that. That's not what I'm about. Do not put that person around me. They're toxic. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, toxic people. How do you kind of like, I mean, a lot of people have that problem. Like, you know, they have toxic people around them. They're around just really bad people. I mean, whether it's parents, family, um, like how do you handle that? Family is your number one issue because mm-hmm. if you're a human being, you're usually raised in the family or the people around you. You've got to then figure out, as an adult, your job is to figure out whether those associations you have without choice, are actually any good for you. And most of the time they're not, uh, which is a shame. It doesn't mean you have to, you know, kill them off or anything, but you just dissociate yourself, get that space. Do not repeat the same mistakes that your parents have made because that's you as an adult not learning a lesson that they created for you. Then you've got to put yourself by choice around around the right people, i.e. the friends and Friends, I'll be honest, you should not have that many in life. The proper ones you should have counting on one hand, that's it. Um, then the rest, if you're really serious about life, would be they are associates, business associates. Business associates, well, you really got to pick and choose who's congruent 
to your like your vision, your brand. Only work with the people that are going to lift you higher, who've got a bigger vision, who will help you progress in life, and you are helping them too. But you've got to be cutthroat about that. I am very cutthroat, as you probably have guessed. Mm-hmm. I don't have time to. Um, I don't have time to please people. You know, I'm very nice to people who I work with. Um, but if they cross the line, they'll fucking know about it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So where where does that kind of attitude come from? Like, is it just because you're like rough and tough? Like, what what is it? Yeah, I think so. I think I've had a um, I've grown up in an environment which was very from the age of nine. I remember seeing parents arguing over money. Then I had I said I guess as a child I saw a lot of violence from parents from you know abuse as such. And I hated it. So I, I hated from a very young age. I had a stance that I did not, I didn't like what I saw, and I didn't enjoy society's way of living. I, I was a question kid, like why is everyone doing this? Why are you married to that person? Why the fuck did you have to like live in this life? I used to ask questions I, in my own head. I used to question my own parents for their fucking existence. I'm like, why are you two even together? And then, as you grow up, it's kind of funny. I, I guess I used to observe people a lot so my people skills grew very much and I realized at a young age that the majority of people are very lost mm-hmm. and the reason they're lost is because they're trying to fit in and they're trying to like be liked or they're trying to you know they're scared of a, a confrontation or whatever so I thought well the only reason I can break this pattern is I can't be scared of confrontation and I will stand up for what I believe in so and then I was uh, into martial arts at a young age I was a bit of a I was all, always into cars and kind of the boy stuff um and martial arts was huge so i did 17 years of martial arts and that was where my discipline came from sports i was um an athlete at school you know all the stuff that you do in a school you but all of that mindset gave you that resilience that this is you you are on your own nobody else is going to be there to help you you are fighting this on your own i wasn't a team sport player very often i'll be honest (laughs) i was um if I did, I did do some team sports, but I, I actually preferred the ones where, even in a team sport, like you have to fucking fight for your place in that squad. Mm-hmm. If you're shit, you get thrown out. That's the good thing about sport. If you do anything at high performance, you are constantly having to fight for your place, even mm-hmm. in a team. So I did do a team sport, but then very often I would do the single sport type thing, so like tennis or whatever, um, athletics, and, um, and you are on your own. It's you versus the world. So technically, you are always fighting, but people just don't want to see it. And people want to just, like, you know, fail and stay in a comfort zone. So yeah. uh, I guess that's why. And, I, and I, I took on a role quite young to be someone who supports my family. I I wanted to protect my mom, particularly. Um, you know, and at the time, I thought that was the right thing to do. So I was, I was um, you know, make, I was going to be the person in the household that would be out there working making some money at a young age and then I carried on being successful so I was like the go-to I started parenting my parents at the age of 16 so it was I took I took a leadership role quite young it's it's not for everyone I have to admit you know it's not for everyone it's a very tough life I see other females or males and I'm like wow you've had a nice easy life like you're still still like a child mentally and you're you're, you know life has been very nice to you which is great I'm not knocking that why do you think like families that you know you know grow up rich and all that stuff and like you know there's never going to be a king that is a great king of a son you know what i mean like it's like oh you mean like if someone's got a really successful parent and they have a successful they... kid they kind of like i mean the bar set high already and then they, yeah. like how does that person become successful because i met you know tons of people that have their parents you know or multimillionaires or even billionaires or something like that and you know they don't have that kind of drive that the the yeah. parents do so what is like that fundamental kind of flaw like what what, what is it about that that makes that strange because you would expect them to have the same fire i know you that's a great question i actually have i can't relate to that first time because my parents were not millionaires billionaires but i know what you mean because i've seen rich kids mm-hmm. and i know that i'm like what the fuck happened to you why, why are you not like your parents like what the fuck you know this is a joke but i see why they do it too because one 
they grew up with a silver spoon, so their comfort zone is like immense. For them, you see, human beings only react to two things, pain or pleasure. There isn't any pain in their life. You know, you have to create the pain. The pain comes from, okay, I want to abuse myself with drugs and all this fucking, I have a self-image problem and I now want to fucking feel sorry for myself. Oh, my daddy doesn't give me time and I have too much money, but he doesn't give me time. So they focus on that shit that almost doesn't matter, but they still have pain, but they create pain in a different way. The pleasure aspect, you know, to change and to improve in life, you need a reason, which is why when I say I want to select students, they need to have a reason why they want to fucking improve their life why the hell would a kid who's got it all who's probably driving a fucking lamborghini when they're 16 why the hell do they want to improve what do they want to improve so the parent now you can go back to the parent and say does the parent create enough of a drive for them or like show them or inspire them mm. they need to give them something a reason to grow and then a reason to want to be better so that could be maybe that's where the donald trump kids they were given a reason, like, if you want to be the fucking president of the United States, then you need to step your game up. Money isn't good enough. That's the reason why they're working so hard, maybe, because they've been given a fucking bar up here. Like, you can't just settle and we've run in a massive multi-million pound company. You, you, the, your, your parent has to give you, this is the aim, and go fucking get it. You know, they have to be the disciplinarian for some reason. Or a parent should say, get the fuck out of my house. This is not your money. Go and fucking own it yourself. Not many parents have got the guts to do that. And I think that's actually the way they should be going. Mm. Take that away. Yeah, yeah. Always... Because whatever isn't, is, is actually a problem. If you get gifted money, it's actually a massive burden. I think it's, it's the worst gift you can get. Mm. Because you guys realize they haven't created it. They haven't, they're going to destroy themselves. It's, it's like it's given them fire. They're gonna burn. I was I was curious about asking this question to everybody, especially if they, they they do something with money. So it's always to me like, how do you handle the lottery? Like recently, a twenty year old uh, won the Powerball, which is in the U.S. like the I don't know some insane amount of pounds. So how would you dev like tell a person like that? Like what do you do? Like like he 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 just won like you know something. There was no it was just pleasure. There's no hard work or working towards something guaranteed, guaranteed they will lose it or be in bigger debt in one year mm. yeah yeah something called financial blueprint everyone's got a financial blueprint in your mind uh in your whole subconscious you've got a like a thermostat like a thermostat for temperature your whatever it's set to like let's say your room temperature is set at 18 degrees and then you it gets warm and then the, the air can't kicks in and you get back down 18 now, in the mind for financial and money, the blueprint is set to a certain point. So if this person has zero skill set in making money, I, they, I'm not penalizing them for not having money, but if they don't know how to fucking make it, their, their financial blueprint is low. That means, okay, I'm going to just settle for 2000 a month or whatever. And now, if you get fucking $2 million or whatever they got, um, they're going to be – their thermostat's still here. So what does a thermostat do? Even if you get knocked off, it's going to come back. That's what they're used to. So they will sabotage. They'll spend it on liabilities. They will give it away. They will just live the high life. They'll go into the ego state whereby money and ego, and they'll just try and flaunt it and live their really superficial life. They'll have no wealth building roots. They will lose it. If they want to, they will then educate themselves. The option two could be they want to, you know, they've got a reason why. And they want to keep that money, I, a really strong one, which is not based on ego, and they will then build themselves. That's a very rare, I've never seen that happen, but usually lottery winners, and you know, they will lose it all and go into further debt. Hmm. And how does someone like educate themselves? I mean, there's so many, I just use the internet. I think people like self learning is like the way to go for me. Yeah, that's good. As long as you're learning something, um, I think it's great. I don't think it's taught at school. Mm. So self-education is fantastic. Self-development is something that should be lifelong. There is plenty of stuff. I mean, they've got, I mean, I do this. I'm a well coach. So I, I teach people how to, you know, get their shit together on a wealth basis. Um, there are other people on the internet. There's quite a few. So you just need to find a wealth building coach. Um, that is, they will give you the fundamentals. You can read. I mean, if you're into reading, uh, audio, audio stuff is good. There's so many books out there that are designed for wealth building. And as long as you study them, and that's how I learned. I didn't learn it at school. I, I learned all of this after school. And um, and it came from other people. But the fastest way is to surround yourself with a mentor or like someone who's 
way past your years. I, when I was 20, I was hanging around with 45-year-olds, you know, all of them. Mm. I didn't have any 20-year-olds in my circle because they pissed me off. They had nothing going for them. So only older people at that age. And when you get older, then people your age can kind of have some caliber. The other kind, you, you attract some, some of them of a similar caliber. But usually, if you're a young achiever, you will find it's quite um, it's quite a byproduct of you not hanging around with your peer group. Mm-hmm. And wh- where do you get this motivation to help people and kind of like, you know, make them tough like you? Like, <laughs> well, I think it comes from, I've got very clear vision. I think, okay, when I die, how do I want to be remembered? Do I want to be remembered? Or, well, she just had lots of money, but she was, that's it, you know, like, whatever. But I don't want to be, you have to think of a legacy. You need to understand your philosophy on life. What is it? Like, I've spent years thinking, what is it I want? And I didn't initially want to do this. I initially was just happy making money for me, my family, and I was just making loads of money, but I wasn't happy in myself. What makes me happy now is inspiring other people. That's that's something that you can take with you when you die. I don't think obviously money you can't take. Money, I've dissociated my whole life from the attachment to money, so I don't give a shit whether I've got money or not. I think I'm a fucking legend regardless. But I will have money because I know how to make it and I think it's fucking easy. That's one thing I've taken for granted. I've mastered how to make money. Mm. But what I really want to what I really sort of my biggest way of living my life is my progression to who I want to be. So it's all, I've got a vision of who I want to be by the time I'm I'm done. And that person is inspiring other people. That's it. Mm -hmm. That's the vision. The vision's got to be way bigger than me. And it's not about me anymore. It's about me helping other people get out of their darkness. Um, I think this world is um, an amazing place, but it's also very easy to fall off and go onto the wrong path. Um, <clears throat> I don't think society is designed to protect you anymore. It's designed to destroy you, actually. <laughs> so I I feel like I need to be a little bit more aggressive in my approach because people are so fucking comfortable. This is a very good age. We've not had a world war, you know. Um, usually, in historical times, when they've had a massive world war and stuff, everybody is, like, humbled and they're fucking crying and they're, they're thinking, right, oh, we need to get our shit, we've got to just recover and there is a massive community thing. Because we've had such a successful economy for such a long time, all around the world, you know, the crisis situation is not a big deal anymore, but what brings people together is pain. Mm-hmm. So there is no pain anymore. There's all this celebration of, yeah, like this social media, this social media, and like social media is an example of what's happening to our society. It's full of shit. I... It's so superficial. I like the social media that's the influencer type, i.e. the healthy influencers. The rest of the fashion industry, the fitness industry is fucking a joke, in my opinion. They, they just flaunt themselves and really don't add any value to people. So people are living a very poor self-esteem life and they're, they have no, they're almost like shallow people, hollow. They've got no substance. And I, I find that that's never going to be a good foundation to build on. What, what people need is a real shake-up and understand what they need to focus on. And what, um, what do they want? Like, seriously, if they don't know what they want, then they need to start thinking about what they want. I think getting high-caliber individuals is my mission. It's not for everyone, but I'm, I'm making it a mission that as many people as I come across, the impact's going to be there. That's mm-hmm. what I want. And what's, um, ha- what's kind of like the, the end goal or what you would say? You just want... All, as many as people as you can or make as many people that are as strong as you like what what is yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you think I'm strong I, I sometimes I mean obviously I have moments where I'm not but yeah I guess okay I, I think the end goal is literally to just to have that inspiring effect on as many people as possible because I don't think I get annoyed at women uh, as well there's not I mean you name me actually you name me powerful women I know Oprah Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know Oprah. I mean, I, I know of Oprah mm-hmm. as an inspirational female. Tell me some others that are inspirational. Ellen. I don't, Ellen, okay, so this is an American lady, yeah, so mm-hmm. I actually don't know too much about her, but I've heard fantastic things, so I need to look into her. But apart from Ellen, anyone else? Um, let me think of someone. So there's Ellen, there's so, someone inspiring. I mean, like, it's so hard because there's, like, so many different – it's mostly men. I'm not going to lie. Like, I know. I know. And this is the thing. I'm thinking. Had, I'm ha- I have to think right now. So 
Exactly. Um, Instant, like it's not subcutaneous, you know, it's not like subcortical uh, as such. Because mm-hmm. we had this question in my a panel of interview uh, at the end of my event yesterday, and nobody could really. There's a lady. She said, "I don't actually have any female role models apart from you." I was like, "Fuck me, that's actually true." <laughs> like apart from Oprah, I couldn't name anyone. And the females that I could name, they're all born in, like they married rich or they fucking did shit that bought, they were gold diggers basically they didn't actually make their own wealth which I don't like those kind of women so women piss me off like you don't get very many inspirational women who've done it their own way and if they are inspirational like what isn't I think nowadays females see inspirational as oh wow she's a makeup artist and she's great like fuck that you know get a fucking brain I get so angry at women and the way they just deviate to the fucking airhead stuff. That there is no female that seems to really want to be intelligent, and it pisses me off. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, yeah, they make business of things, but it's not really. There's not much substance. Yeah, I can't think of an influential person. I mean, most of them I think of. I'm like, they're just actresses mostly. <laughs> um, yeah, like like they're in the entertainment business. Most of them fashion whether it's modeling or something like that but there's no one like i couldn't name you a, a female scientist that's doing stuff like elon musk now like i couldn't yeah. name. i did yeah. read an article on her but uh, on a i believe it was called thanos or something and she was a, yeah. a ceo and end up falling down and crashing and burning but it was just, you know there's no there's not really one i mean oprah's probably the only example in ellen maybe um Yes, I agree. But maybe, I mean, maybe that's just because there there are the clever females, but they don't put themselves out there Mm -hmm. as influencers. Mm -hmm. Maybe we're not seeing them because, of course, there are females that are fantastic, but we just don't get to see them. And that's that's the thing. They're not role models. They're just living their own life in their own shell, and they're doing fantastic things, and we don't get to see them. I think that's not good for society. So I'm not saying that women piss me off as a whole. It's the women influencers piss me off. Mm-hmm. Because there's not enough substance there. The ones that are really getting the attention are the ones that are either not wearing anything in in terms of clothing because that's what gets attention, um, or way yeah, or just makeup artists and fucking airheads, you know. And that pisses me off. And actresses is different. I mean, like they're just actresses, and that's cool. But that's not for me. Like a, a and that's not for everyone. Like they can't tell what my my role. I could have I could apply my principles to someone who is doing a nine-to-five, someone who's got a business, someone who's a mom, who's anyone. So my principles can help everyone, um, and I can help wealth build for everyone in any background. Mm-hmm. But what can an actress do for someone? How can she or he – well, she, when we're talking about females. What can they do? I mean, like, they just – I don't know. Maybe some are changing, but I haven't – I personally don't know of any that are doing something that's helping female society as a role model. So, yeah, it pisses me off. Yeah, yeah, but I can name you like a hundred males that are like, you know, got Bill Gates. You got like, you go on the top ten. It's all men. Like it's, and I, I feel like sometimes you know, people get offended by that. I'm like, well, it's just a fact. Like it just- is a fact. It is a fact. And also, yeah, I mean, like Oprah is a billionaire. So that's mm-hmm. I love that lady. But yes, there is no females, and like even the female influencers that are like, you know, amazing. Like mm-hmm. I don't see like let's see the male. I've got. Uh, you've got loads. You've got the Gary Vee. I mean, not Gary Vee. He's just like a male influencer. At least he's saying something that's helpful. Patrick Bet David. You've got the Lewis Howes. You've got um, Grant Cardone. You've got so many males. Like, like a, I, most of my Instagram feed on my private is probably the male industry, you know, because I think they inspire me. Mm-hmm. There's no female. I'd love to have a female on there that would inspire me. Yeah, yeah. So that was what I was going to ask you. Like, what female yeah. should we be looking at? Like, I don't know anybody out there. I mean, bes- uh, besides yourself, but, you know, it's it's like really, really and difficult I for me. And I myself out there, you know. I've only mm-hmm. recently started going on social media. I've never actually been keen on social media until last year. For my business, I thought, right, let's just build a brand a bit. So now this year, I'm really getting my YouTube videos out and stuff, and I'm going to be starting podcasts and whatever. But... I agree. I don't. I don't know. I haven't. I personally haven't got any. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I don't have any females, which is worrying. It's worrying. I actually didn't realize that until like yesterday. I was like, "Fuck!" And there are no females that I look up to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How has social media kind of changed the game for you? I mean, it's 
it's a real it's a good tool i mean of course it can be toxic like anything else but like yeah what is like, social media is great if mm. it's used right um i personally have enjoyed well I, I never liked it because i was very private but then i realized to be a person of influence i need to get yeah. my message out i how could fortune academy even exist had i not publicized the message so it's essential at this point in my life to to put the message out there. So I respect social media a lot. I respect podcasts, which is why I'm talking to you because I respect that any way to get my message out there, I will I will take up that opportunity. And I, um, it is a game changer. And I hope that, but you have to put so much noise in there to get noticed. So I'm hoping that I can do it in a in a good way soon. So we'll just see how how it goes. Yeah, I think it's interesting because lots of people, some you know some some of the greatest people I know don't use social media, and I'm like, well, you know, because I started off with a podcast. They, I went the wrong way. I didn't know you had to have a Twitter and these other things, and you know, like it's it didn't a- make sense to me. And I, you know, I grew the podcast, and then you know, and someone told me, oh, you should make a Twitter or something. I'm like, oh, let's do this. You know, I've only been on yeah. social media about three months, so it's hard for me to kind of figure this out. <laughs> And it's like, like oh, so everyone listens to my podcast, but nobody li- like falls like looks at Twitter or you know YouTube, uh, you know something I want to do as well. So it's like all these other things that are coming together. So, what kind of content are you kind of trying to put out on like these social medias? You know, from Instagram to Twitter to whatever else you may use. Uh, it'll be just a reflection of me and um, what I believe in and what I want to inspire people to do so obviously not everything is going to be i mean i do have this obviously it's a different women and men are not used to women like me very often so either i will be absolutely uh people hate what i say like some women take massive offense to it they're like you know they can't handle what i say or they love it i initially had that massive hate initially like now i have so many male like people that respect it and they're like you know i want to work with you um and they prefer it to a male person teaching them how to do stuff so i think it's um the social media thing is literally just me being me putting out a message as often as i can it'll be videos based on my principles about life to business i mean everything is merged into one because everything i do is my life and that's how i see it i love my life so much that i've put my businesses and the people i work with I want to share with the whole world the problems I encounter because it's not – I don't want to make them focus on just the good stuff. Like I don't I, – have you noticed I haven't even talked about how much wealth I have, like what I drive, all the nice things I've got in my life. I'm not interested in portraying that. I mean it's there and you have to put it out there every now and then. But what's more important is how people should deal with problems. So I'm going to focus on let's help you out. Like let me be the – I'll put myself on the line. I will show you I'm taking massive risks in every business I do, and I will fall flat on my face, but I'm going to show you how I do that um, and whether things work or not. I'm brave enough to put myself out there and say, you know what, fuck me, this is this didn't work, and this is how I'm going to deal with it. And that will help people through my mistakes or through my lessons to then do things that are bigger and not be scared of taking that plunge into like the bigger next world like, i have never seen female traders uh, as many as um as often as they do come to my events like people females don't normally want to do financial trading mm-hmm. uh, i've been in a male dominated environment i i get that but now more and more females are like you inspire me and i just want to do it i never would have thought of financial trading but because you i want to be like you i want to try that and i'm like that's amazing that's good for them because they will have more money they'll have their head will be so screwed on when it comes to money. They won't lose money in the future by doing silly stuff. So I'm really helpful. I want to help them be better, be wealthier, be emotionally richer, um, spiritually richer. So mm-hmm. I'm putting myself out there on the front line and um, people will see through my experiences of good and bad and relate to it and take from it and put it into their life and make their life better. So yeah, I, I can't wait. I, it's uh, intense and it's very, it's almost, it's very uncomfortable. I was like, you, I hated social media for a long time. 
been on it for 12 to 18 months, probably in 12 months in a big way. And I'm only doing it because I respect the bigger picture, not because I like to be putting myself just for me, I would never do it, but because I'm doing it for other people, I, I want to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see that. I think it's it's kind of hard because everyone, you know, is looking for content. I mean, like it's all about entertainment. It's all about, you know, watching videos of, you know, it's not it's about pleasure. It's not about like learning or, you know, any of those things, but I still see people doing that. So I when I see you, you know, most females don't kind of go towards that. They don't they don't want a fight. you said you know, not many people go. Females go to financial trading. Why? Why? Why do you think that is? Is it because they're afraid? Is it because you know they don't want to do anything? Like you know, I don't know that many female scientists. I don't know. Like it's mostly male dominated in like certain subjects. You know, um, you think that's just like a culture aspect. Um, what well, I come down to, apologies for the last I'm in this country. Um, so the whole female trader, I tried this out once last year. I did a training event and I was very terrified of what would happen. I mean, people didn't show up and it was good. It was really good. But the kind of what I've noticed with females, because they don't see financial trading as a norm. Why? Because you look at how they've been ingrained in their life. When you're growing up, you see them, she's off, um, you know, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, all the men in these movies, I'm doing all the, the Wolf of Wall Street kind of thing, or like, I'm not saying Wolf of Wall Street is how you should trade, but like you see all these, any reference to the financial market, a kid, you will only have seen a male and in a suit. That's how, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fact, we're just behind the times in, in this industry. It's a male-dominated industry and women notice and their natural way of uh, looking at their life is, okay, we'll go into the beauty, or we'll, the life, or we'll do this and that, which is cool, you know, I'm not knocking that, we all need them, but going into a male-dominated industry is something that they won't do easily, because men are so alpha, and women are just the... The, the whole dynamics is difficult. It's very difficult. It's been difficult for me because I'm alpha and men literally don't have to in that industry. They either hate it or they love it. Um, and then there's a mutual respect. The good thing is that and in as a female, you need to get as good as you get and you can't take it personally. That's that women can't do. Women can't fucking start taking things personally. They get so emotional and they, they hold grudges. Like, fuck me. If I, if I said something, if I said the same thing, feed people, and then I said it to the same female, another female right next to him, that female will fucking remember it for a lifetime and she'll write letters of complaints and all sorts of shit, whereas a guy will just take it on the chin and he'll carry on. I respect that guy. That guy is the kind of person I want to work with. Until a female becomes like that, they're not going to make it anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think think that that's an interesting kind of aspect because, you know, you I don't know a lot of women just I just don't know what to do. Like it's like, well, do you just push them towards this? Do you force them to do these things? Like what what is it you know that you have they what is it that they need? The Aesop's Fable. Aesop's Fable. That's a very old thing. This is like a uh, it's called the Wind and the Sun. Mm. There's this fable whereby there's there's a wind and the sun. They're competing for this woman walking down a country lane in a massive shawl type thing, yeah? And the wind's like, I can guarantee I will force her to take it off. I'm going to blow such a strong gale force wind and she'll that coat that cloak will come off. And then the sun's like, I will inspire her to do it. Watch me just shine effortlessly. Mm-hmm. And she, she when the wind was blowing, she was like wrapping it tighter. So that's what force does. You cannot force someone mm-hmm. to do anything. However, when you inspire them, like the sun did, he was just shining bright, and she automatically removed the cloak. That's what you've got to do. So if you want to have to be a big influencer, and then I realize I cannot force people to do this shit. Mm-hmm. I have to inspire them. That's the only way you can get change. You cannot force change. That's called a dictator. You mm-hmm. can only be an inspirer, like inspirational leader. That's my, my end goal. I only want to be an inspirational leader. Yeah, yeah. I think, mm-hmm, yeah, I think the inspirational part is like a key aspect because a lot of people, you know, get forced all the time. Like it's it's just like you know your parents tell you what to do. Your you know 
you, you kind of don't get like you don't get a kind of saying in what you're given at first which i don't fault anyone for you know if you're born in africa you're born in africa you know you're you're kind of dealt these cards and you kind of got to shuffle the deck and figure it, the whole game out and there's multiple people playing this game and you know you know people have ethics and reasoning and like sometimes people just don't make any sense uh but i think it's like kind of like figuring that out and you know you see people that a lot of people i think get envious of people like that rather than you know get inspired by people like that like oh yeah yeah Yeah. women especially i don't know about men but women hate uh women other women Mm. more as in like they get envious of a a powerful woman not all of them can they have to be very strong with their self-esteem to not be intimidated by a powerful female and i'll be honest as a female not many have got i know that not many people have got a very strong self-esteem i don't know about men i assume they have similar issues yeah you get men get competitive and like bitter with another male that's Mm. dominant so there is a bit of that in both male and females but I love the females that come to my event, I have to be honest. So I do get great, fantastic females coming to my event. I would love to have more, and I would love to see stronger women. And um, stronger women, I'm not a feminist. I'm not a feminist. I I actually prefer working with men. Let me make that clear, because they just don't give me a headache. But when I have females, I'm actually scared of, because they're fucking a nightmare when you get like they get emotional and or they get grudges and stuff and I don't want to deal with that so any female that I work with has got a um has got a you know like a take it on the chin attitude and that's the kind of females I love there are some but not many yeah I think there's it's very difficult to find someone especially in female world I mean mostly guys are just competitive it's like it's all about fighting it's all about combat it's all about war it's all about like you know it's all about these things. And I think it's, for me, I think it's a lot of culture aspects, you know? Like, you know, we, we lower standards for people, you know, based on gender. And I don't think that's right. I think if I do the same thing, you got to do the same thing. It's like, to me, that's the way I think. And, you know, if you do it better than me, then of course you can, you know? Like, it's, it's, it's not, it's like, to me, it doesn't make any sense that we are just going to lower standards for certain people. You know, you, you, know, you got to set the bar somewhere. It has to be at a decent place. Yeah, you're right. I mean, like uh, men are very competitive, and that's why they probably perform so high, and that's cool. Women maybe need to be more competitive, and I certainly was very competitive. I'm, I have that in me, so I hate being anything other than number one. So that's probably why I'm like that. But mm-hmm. maybe in females, not so much. Mm-hmm. And what is your way of dealing with failure? Like you know, if you fail at something and you don't, you're not successful. Um, like, how do you handle that? Do you just move on to the next thing? Do you do you just like, oh, you know, you learn from the mistake and then you figure some other way out? Like, what what is it that you do um, to kind of uh, combat failure? I like that because I feel like I, I fail often on so many aspects. Like, unfortunately, when you are very successful businesses, and I have a few of them, people will attack you more uh, because you are – a target effectively so especially as a female i fucking have to have my guard up all the time like they just think oh she's only female we can fucking screw her over with this deal like financially she won't know we can just pull the wool over eyes so people do try it all the time so i have to have my fucking guard up all the time however when i feel like i fail uh and when i in my perception of failure is like you know your team letting you down or um someone you trusted in a business deal that like try to screw you over you're like fuck that you know it's annoying and it's very it actually hurts because i'm still human so i still get like emotionally upset it's not like i'm like a robot and i don't get upset so how i deal with that is i i'm allowed to get upset for a very short period it's the whole take it on the chin but i do not stay in that moment for long i take it on the chin like a fighter i do not stay this is where my myself um discipline for martial arts came in so my martial arts i did thai boxing uh shaolin kung fu western boxing and those things have been my saving grace because what i learned in that ring and what i learned in that dojo was the principles that made me an absolute fighter like i i respect that industry more than anything i think everyone should be a martial artist i wish i uh, if i had a kid and i wish (laughs) if i was like i agree with you 
Yeah. If I had to get born again, I would start martial arts. I wish my parents put me through martial arts at the age of like four or so I was a black belt by the age of nine or something, you know. So whereas I started when I was 16 and that's later, um, I wish I did it earlier. But that's what makes me a, a never quit kind of person. That's 100% the reason why. So I just see it like a, a philosophy. I Okay, you take it on the chin, but it's like combat. You can't just fucking stop. you got to go back harder. Like you got to come back, recover, you got your guard up and you go and take that right hook or you just give them back something and you do not show the opponent that you're fucking weak. That's it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So- That's interesting. That's interesting. <laughs> but I don't know because I come from a martial arts background. I mean, I'm one of those kids, you know, four years old, Taekwondo, uh, Jiu-Jitsu. It's like just constantly um, going through those phases. And, you know, of course, I'm an amateur fighter. I'm just trying to figure out this whole business of fighting like it's a it's a crazy game like you know um it's just a lot of promotions and stuff like that it's like something i've yeah. never seen before so um the way you should if you were in martial arts still the reason i stopped is i broke my acl and i had reconstructed acl and stuff and you know what it's painful but i feel like i'm a you know i didn't want to like ruin it anymore but if i could if I could give any advice to someone who's in martial arts, it would be this, that it's the best time of your life. When I used to train in martial arts, and I used to do it every single day, it's like the playground of your life. Mm. So when you're there, everything you take there, every piece of pain is a reflection of life. So I used to go into that arena and literally think, right, this is the playground of my life. If I ace this session, I will ace life. That's how I used to see it. And that's, it's literally what I live by. And um, I think people who haven't got that sport competitive nature in them lose their competitive nature in business because business is, in my opinion, easy compared to sports. Mm-hmm. Sports and physical pain, like, that's tough. But And then mentally it makes it tough. Like, what you learn from sport, very simply, you get knocked down, you get straight up, like, you fucking get up. That's all you do. <laughs> people who haven't done that, they probably just stay down like mentally and they, they start feeling sorry for themselves. It's very easy to get into that state. I think some, I think you should always, and I, that's why I work out every, so I, I work out as often as I can every day. Um, and it's purely for that fighting spirit. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, yeah. I think that's need, very important because it's like, you need, you need to fight. Like, I don't know. I just I, I think every kid should be in a some type of martial art at first because it really yeah. develops kind of your human potential. You know, it's like yeah. it has every aspect. Like, f- first of all, you can't bullshit yourself because if I KO you, that means like you you know what happened. Like, like there's no there's no de- like it's very decisive. It's not like a lot of things like you know uh, you can kind of push it under the rug. Just be like, oh yeah, yeah I didn't. You know, kind of avoiding your failure and just like sweeping it across. And yeah. with martial arts, oh, that doesn't work. Like, if you're good, you're good. If you're really good at something, you're really good at something. It just tells you kind of the truth. And a lot of people need to hear the truth because, you know, yes. they don't, they, they kind of have like this terrible idea of like what's going to happen. Like, I've, you know, you know, when people think they can fight, and I'm like looking at them, like, oh, so you've done training. Like, what, what have you done? He's like, oh, jujitsu. Like, you know, saying some stuff. And I'm like, oh, karate. Interesting. Interesting. What happens when you go to the ground? Oh, yeah, you're going to get strangled. Like, that's just what I say to them. You're going to die. Like, you need to have every aspect of your game on point. You know, you look at the the the, the, the people in this world from the Conor McGregor's to, to the, you know, to the lower tier fighters. They're all trying to develop skills and trying to surpass each other it's like a it's just a, a checkers and chess and you know some styles don't work with other styles you know it's like figuring this whole thing out like i find it very it's very challenging because it's like a puzzle that nobody has solved like you know i was named after bruce lee's son so brandon lee and you know i, I was kind of pushed towards this this kind of uh you know martial arts so you know from four to ten and you know going to junior olympics like it's just going across trying to face the toughest competition that you can um of course you know you're gonna fail sometimes like i've lost like i still remember the first time i lost i cried like so bad i looked at people you know my parents were watching uh i didn't know what to do you know i was like man this was terrible but you know what that made me do it's like i don't want to feel like this anymore you know and even if i do fail again like i'm not gonna fail as 
hard yeah. or hit my head in the canvas. Like, you know, and then, you know, I'm very, I'm very emotional person. So, you know, when, when I, you know, head kick people, I just didn't feel like I did, like it was, it was cool and all, but it was just like, to me, like, oh, this is, this is crazy. Like I did that to a person. Like, it's just, it just kind of gives you a little insane amount of power that you have. Like it's, it's crazy. So I think everyone should do martial arts, some type of martial arts, um, whether it's jujitsu. I think jujitsu is one of the, it's really, really, I, I mean, I'm barely, a, I can barely understand it. Like a lot of people, I'm like, man, this guy knows so much more than me. And be constantly learning from other people. Like I don't, I'm, I don't go in saying, hey, I know everything. I go in like, oh, what, 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 what kind of game, like, oh, ground game, you know, wrestling? Well, oh, you know, you're NCAA? Oh gosh, teach me how to do this. Like it's constantly learning from all these people because everyone has a piece of the game that they understand and you're just trying to put it together and that's what mixed martial arts is about it's about putting multiple martial arts together because it's never been done before i mean bruce lee was one of those people i always talk about this because it's like he was one of those people that designed martial arts in like this freeform way where you know he brought a lot of different things together and people never thought of that they were like, oh, yeah, karate's the best. Or just punch people in the face. Um, or boxing. Boxing was huge. I'm like, yeah, a boxer versus M. Like, it's just a simple simple calculation there. So if you don't have all of these aspects now, like, you're not going to survive. Like, I hear people come up to me, like, I want to fight. I'm like, no, you don't. Like, that, like, just like you, how tough you are with your students. I'm tough with people that want to do this, like, for a living. I'm like, this isn't going to work out for you. Like, I... I don't think you have what it takes. And then, of course, they either, you know, run away or they, they say, oh, no, I'm staying here, you know. And seeing yeah. someone get beat up a thousand times is like, the, you know, I'm like, oh, he's going to he's going to be he's going to be good one day. Like, you're going to you see the development and he doesn't see the development because he he's like it's like, you know, you don't he just doesn't see it. And, you know, slowly but surely, maybe it'll take years. Some people like I've seen people just get really good in like insane amount of time like a year i'm like man you can you're already doing this stuff like you already know all this stuff so to me that's like what martial arts is i feel like it's so necessary for everybody even especially women like you know like i look at these women fighters i'm like man they're some of the most violent people i've ever seen like i just see them go in there and you know like chris cyborg is probably one of my favorites she just ko's people just mauls them to death like like she just outclasses people i mean back in the day it was ronda rousey but she wasn't like she got complacent, I feel, and a lot of people get complacent, especially when you have a shit ton of money. You get kind of complacent with the aspect of yeah. like you have money now. Like oh, I don't need to do anything else. Like there's no um, motivation. Like the money's you know it's prize fighting. It's not like it. That is what it is. It is about fighting for money, um, and you know of course winning and putting your legacy. And a lot of people put a lot of stake in that and being the best, uh, which I find is like the best system. I mean, because it weeds out so many people. It's a winner and a loser. And it's really sad that someone loses, but it's like, it's necessary. It's so necessary. Mm. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. See, now that's your passion. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like, when you asked me <laughs> if I wanted to be a student, I was like, oh, I have no idea what I'm going to say. I'm just going to say yeah. something ridiculous and see what happens. So. No, it's cool. No, it's good. See, that's where I know I need to find what makes people tick. And that's what makes you work. So that's cool. It's good. Yeah. All right. Well, Hither, it's been wonderful talking to you. I think you're, you're yeah, the strongest thank you. woman I've ever met uh, or ever talked to or spoken to. All right. it, I've, I've never felt that aggression from someone. Like, I was like, man, this is this is tough. Like, you know, it's like I felt like I was in a fight. I was like, I'm going to get KO'd. Like I, I, like, I felt like I got rocked in the first 15 minutes. Like, I was like, man, I don't know how I'm going to handle this. So I appreciate your, your kind of like genuineness and like your kind of tough attitude. I think you should keep that. Like, that's like such a necessary part. And I think it's going to help a lot of people. I respect, I respect it. And one thing I'm going to say about you is that I appreciate you took it on the chin. I like that. So to be honest, just to answer your question, I would take you on because I gave it to you hard and you never, like, you never crumbled. Oh, yeah. Most people have massive offense to that. I do that on purpose sometimes to test people. Oh, uh, um, uh, I hate tests. Tests give me so much anxiety. Know, it's like a conscious test. Like, yeah. I didn't know I was doing it, but I just sometimes, because I, I if I'm going to spend time with someone, I need to respect them. And I knew I was going to spend an hour with you. So I was like, I need to fucking respect this guy. So let me find some way of respecting him. And I do. I have a lot of respect for you. So uh, because you, you took it on the chin, you know what? You're a fighter. So I respect that. I respect anyone who's a fighter. 
It's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you ever want to get into fighting, I, you know, there's a lot of jujitsu schools in the UK. I mean, it's so many. Like, like I always like, I'm like, why don't you do this? Like, like people love bodybuilding. You know, I have a lot of bodybuilders on the podcast and stuff like that. But I'm like, man, I need, I need to get pe- these these bodybuilders to start fighting. Like they have the they have the physical the physical specimens to be amazing fighters but they don't they just need the skills and i'm like man just just go to the just class two three times a week you know yeah. learn how to strangle people it's such a such a satisfying feeling um so and i think if you do martial arts correctly last thing i'll say is if you do it like for the in the correct way mm. you it actually humbles you mm. it's very humbling like i like it grounds you massive grounding like it's very powerful yeah. But in a, in a humbling manner. And I respect anyone who, who you know, decides to fight for a living. It's like, you know, I always hug them at the end. You know, I haven't had that, what the bad relationships or bad blood, whatever they call it. So we'll yeah. see. I don't know. Maybe one day. One day. I'm not sure. But it's interesting to me. Um, but yeah, yeah. Very tough. You know, first 15 minutes, I thought I was going to get knocked out. So thank you for, like, speaking and just, like, being really genuine. Like, I've never... Like a lot, a lot of people try to portray things and do all that bullshit. Um, so I, I appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Right. You have a wonderful day. And you. Speak to you soon. Bye. Bye.